Hello, hello. Hey, guys. Derek Ritter, is that you? It's me. I would recognize you anywhere. That's from the uh, post office pictures. Yeah. On the post office exactly, wall. Exactly. Exactly. So how are you? How are you guys doing? I'm doing I'm great. doing really I'm doing really well. Good. Good. There's a lot going on in the world as we mentioned uh, well, we mentioned it next episode. Yeah, next episode. Which is kind <laughs> of weird. Right. Because the next episode will actually be airing around April 1st, and uh, we're recording this on March 16th. And hope to get it posted March 17th. I hope I yeah. can get it out tomorrow. If it works, if yeah. it works. Are you sure it's working, Jeff? It's recording? It sure looks like it's recording. I'm hoping so. And uh, so trust the... with all that's going on, Derek, we appreciate you taking a little time out so you could uh, join us tonight. Oh, absolutely. I know we're, we're a little late. Um, we were, I was talking with Amy that some of you know from the videos um, and we were trying to decide whose house to hunker down. And I think we're just going to put ourselves into quarantine for a little bit. I was, um, I was playing hockey last night and she, she, you know, was like, what are you thinking? You know, and she's, she's totally right. You know, like what better Petri dish is there than that? So, so I think we're just going to, just going to take ourselves out of circulation for a little bit. I hope this all gets under control soon. I hope so too. Dave and I don't play hockey, but we we were doing the uh, four-man, well, normally it's a four-man, but it was just Dave and I, uh, naked bobsledding last night. That is so much fun. I've been meaning to take that off. Yeah. Yeah. We we are down too. I, I totally hunkered down and I'll, I'll talk about it more next show. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, we tried something similar to that, but there was no bobsled. So, <laughs> yeah. Sounds much better. That might, Sounds much that better than ours. Yeah, so I have uh, been out of the house for many days. Jeff's done all shopping, but he's trying to work from home too. That's why we're Skyping in separate locations tonight. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have to be together, yeah, best not to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Dave, we were good, supposed we're, to have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to take us uh, aside to Dave. We're getting a little uh, choppy on on your audio, Dave. I don't know why. Take my picture out. Yeah, let's now try that, that and see how that goes. Is that is that helping at all? Is that helping? I think it is. Yeah. So let's try it. Okay, Derek. Right. Go ahead. Well, we were supposed to have the uh, Iron Crosses tournament this weekend and um, this coming weekend, like uh, March 19th through 22nd. And uh, we finally, I spoke with Tim Bryde, um last night and we finally said, you know, they're dropping like flies. We just, we just have to just err on the side of caution. Andy, Andy Hershey was supposed to be there. And, um, and then we just thought, you know, there's elderly people in some people's lives. I don't want to, you know, call out his business or anything, but, um, but what if one of us got him sick and then he brought that home or, yeah. you know, Gary Bartlett was supposed to be there too. And, um, he's got elderly parents that he looks after and it was like, yeah. what are we doing? You know? Yeah. Let's just, let's just hold off on this. So, and, uh, Xavier was supposed to come in, fly in from uh, French Guiana. And, um, oh. and so, yeah. And so we just said, you know, I promise we'll redo this. We'll try to reschedule, but it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. So, and he agreed, you know, everybody was so understanding about it, but, but we will reschedule. So maybe May, June, something like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to make it then. Oh, that would be awesome. I, I, was... I you know what, you know what, if airfares stay the way they are right now, I will like, buy you guys your tickets and i'm not joking about that i mean it <laughs> i will fly you guys in so i'd love to have you there that would be cool well we love your support of the show and yeah, getting us some of that great asl product took for free to cover some of your advertising it's been mm-hmm. a great relationship we've enjoyed having with you and your company um but yeah you know what now where are you living again Okay, so uh, we're in uh, uh, Kernersville, North Carolina, which is right in uh, right between High Point, Winston-Salem, and Greensboro. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's uh, it's it's a good little hub of ASL for such tiny little. It's it's really a tiny town. I don't know how many people. Ten thousand, maybe. I mean, it's small. And we've got uh, Ray Wallison, who's claimed famous. Oh. He won the very the very first ASLOC ever. And, and we uh, have, we we have not interviewed him, have we? Oh, we have not, he's no. he's fascinating to talk to. Really, really, really great guy. Try to get him to open up a little bit about working for the NSA and uh, working in Ukraine. So that's that's on the map now. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, he's a he's a really good guy. And uh, Tim Bryady, who makes all the patches and hats and cups and everything for ASL. Um, he lives he lives here in town and. Uh, and then we have another uh, Jamie Lancaster who just moved into town. And then we have all the Winston guys and the Greensboro guys. You know, so it's a good, good little group. Yeah, excellent indeed. I would, would, I would love to get. I could, we could, I could drive there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, um, well, drive. Yeah, that's a drive. That's a trek. Okay, if I can plug it, the tournament, just yes. to, just to give people an idea. Not yeah. just what our tournament is about, but if anybody wants to do this, do this themselves, it's really worked out well. I don't know how many years we're in. We're in probably six or seven now. Mm. And uh, this is how it works. It's a team tournament. So um, we take the players and we divide them um, by their skill level. So every team will have an expert player, an intermediate player, and a novice player. And every player plays other teams but in their own bracket so they're not they're not you know going in third time they're ever playing and they're facing off against pleva you know and i'm not saying pleva's been there but you know what i mean we've all been there and you know intimidated now now you get to play exactly at your level and the same thing holds true the other way around some of the much much better players maybe they you know they don't really feel like teaching a game you know, they, they want to play in their own realm. And every time you, you win a game, you get a point for your team. Every time you lose a game, you lose a point for your team. So if you show up and play two games or if you play 11 games, the net result is usually about the same. You know, it's no big deal if you can only make a game or two or if you want to play for the entire four or five days. So uh, And then everybody just kind of sits on the back deck and uh, drinks. There's no fee to get in. We do it at my house, and I usually put up about seven people sleeping there. John oh. Dover has a similar a similar arrangement going on where he, you know, tries to put up as many people at his tournament in Gettysburg as he can, and uh, and then we have some more people who stay at over at Ray's house or at Tim's house, and then a few people just choose, you know, they want their their privacy at a at a hotel, so there's a hotel nearby, and uh, and then we have uh, Montreal Pizza Night because there's no better place to get Montreal pizza than Kernersville. North Carolina, and um, and uh, everybody just sits on the deck and smokes cigars and and drinks whiskey and we do some Irish car bombs on Saturday night and you know it's it's just a really good time. So you can find information about it on the website on the rooterpreview.com website, just like the format and stuff. And we usually try to cap it off around twenty players. Although this year we were supposed to have twenty twenty four, but you know, kind of all went to hell. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see about we'll see about the summertime. Well, we also know the nor'easters cancel. Wait, do we know that, Jeff? Or are we suspecting that? No, they are. They have canceled. If you look on their uh, the Yankee ASL website, then it shows that that was canceled. Okay. Go to yankeegamers.org and look up nor'easters. We don't know about about the ASL Open. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Last we heard, it was still going on, but who knows. I can't imagine they're going to continue. Bitter Ender, as of now, is still on, but I, I think it's like day to day. You know, they sent out, they, he sent out an email saying, you know, hey, if anybody has to cancel, you get your refund. But um, but for now, it's on. But who knows how this is going to go? It might yeah. be, you know, it might be the state, you know, just saying, hey, we're shutting everything down. Yeah. You know, they said today, I think, uh, they don't want any, I mean, it's not enforced, but they want it 10 people or less, you know. Oh, it's ten or less now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what the White House said today. Yes, I heard Laura. My wife is keeping close track of, and I'm on a worse restraint than that, having some asthma issues and being bald. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and the, there's miniatures. One of the conventions here was canceled, and then the other ones 
attendance shot up as people registered for the other one that was the same weekend. Well, that was smart. <laughs> what a, that's some strategy right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait till your opponent cancels. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's some days, but this it sounds like a great tournament. It just always sounds like so much fun to get together with people and play some ASL and yeah, have some cigars and pizza. Mm. Yep, it it is a lot of fun, and I I mean it. Take me off on, up on that offer. I'd love to have you guys come down for all you guys do. It would be my pleasure. Do you have any idea when you would reschedule? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I, it Christmas really ball. depends how this goes. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. depends how this goes. Uh, um, uh, the White House said today that it will probably be August before, you know, we get, you know, we're over the hump. So so who knows? I have yeah. no idea. I would like to do it, you know, May or June, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll let everybody know. Well, yeah. yeah. Italy is certainly being hit hard, too. It is uh, – it is an interesting thing to, to go through, but, you know, I have lots of miniatures to paint, and uh, now's yeah. a good time to figure out Vassal. Do you Vassal? Yeah, so I, I actually do, and I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm trying to play OCS also on Vassal. Oh, good. And, um, well, don't right, say it. And You're just, supposed to say it, because this will go on in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, this this podcast is devoted exclusively to ASL, so exclusive. I'm not supposed to say that, right? But um, but really, I'll I'll play anything on Vassal. I just don't have that much time. But maybe now I do, you know. So maybe a lot of people, maybe a lot of people will, you know, get so bored at home that they'll finally, you know, break out their old squad leader or do something like that or go on Vassal. We, you know, you know might, there's might actually... be, so what OCS do you like to play? I don't want to get too far off the field, but. Uh, you know what? So I just started playing SCS, um, with my friend, Jeff Jordan and, um, and I, like, it's a wonderful system. It's really, really good. But after playing OCS, it's a little, it, it just, you're just like, where's the rest of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there's a place for it, but, um, but, um, the, uh, really I'll, I'll play any of them. And I, like, I like them all. I was really disappointed they didn't make the Italian one, the one with the whole Italian campaign, not the Sicily. So I thought that would have been a lot of fun, but um, like we have enough Russia now. We have, you know, we have some Western Front ones, you know. But yeah. uh, I thought that, would, and we have a lot of Africa, you know. So I thought that would have been, that would have been fun. But you know, they haven't made it yet. But I'll I'll play anything just to just to roll some dice, some virtual I, dice. I've got the Tunisia one, but I haven't played it yet. Oh, so I just set that up today. It's my birthday coming up in a couple of days, and uh, oh. Jeff Jordan and Tim Bryady come over, and we spend the whole weekend together. And um, and uh, you know, so I said, hey, why don't we try this? You know? so, and that is a lot of fun. The nice thing about Tunisia, if you ever play Tunisia, we're really tangenting away from ASL. But last thing, if you ever play Tunisia, the beauty of it is it inches you in. You only start with maybe. 20 units total mm. and then every turn you start getting more and more so you get really intimate with the positions with the units you're not just overwhelmed like i played um i played operation mars from uh Guderian's blitzkrieg and it you know it takes you a month to get familiar with all the different un- units and nuances mm. of the of the setup but but with tunisia you have so few units you know you can really just focus on them like it's a tiny game and then you might have to edit this out. I'm, I'm using all your ASL time on, on OCS. But. Oh, no, no, no. We, we do this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's listeners, enjoyable. Listeners Grand, like to hear a variety of stuff, so it's good. Okay. Yeah, Grand Tactical Series is, um, is wonderful, too. Really, really like it. You just need a ton of space, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So how did you get started in gaming in general, and then how did you zero in on ASL? Okay, so this is this is how I did it. When um, when I was young, um, all I knew of, and my grandfather was in the war, um, and so I used to walk home from school, and there was this there was this hobby store in Montreal. I'm from Montreal in Canada, and uh, it was called Kangaroo Hobby, and it was in Alexis Neon Plaza. And if there's anybody from Montreal, they'll remember it, you know. And I used to go in there after school, and I used to literally like an hour, an hour and a half stare at all the boxes, all the artwork from Roger McGowan. And I'd, I'd just like daydream about, about the stuff. Like I was fascinated with world war two 
And uh, we didn't really have a lot of money. I couldn't afford the games at that time. But I finally bought my first game when I was probably 13. He started giving me allowance and I saved away my allowance and I bought Panzer Leader. That was because I liked the box art. You know, I love the box art. I was like, I'm buying that. That's a, such a beautiful tank. I didn't know it was a tiger at the time. But I was like, I'm buying that. And then I bought Luftwaffe. I <laughs> saved up and bought Luftwaffe. And then we had a friend named uh, Eric Jansen. And he said, oh, no, no, you got to try this game called Squad Leader. And I said, I said, Squad, no, no, these games are good. Look at the boxes. And because I'm a really visual person, he's like, no, no, you got to try Squad Leader. And so, uh, so I so I got Squad Leader. I think I bought it off of him for like $10, which was $10 Canadian, which is probably like 85 cents or something. And, uh, and so I, and uh, that was kind of a joke, but it didn't really work. All right. So uh, anyway, anyway, so I, so I buy Squad Leader and I take a look at the rule book and I am not good with reading rules. Like even to this day, I can't process them. You know, I'll start reading them and, and my mind will just wander. I just can't read like that. And so, uh, so I started playing with kind of like my own made-up rules of the first three pages of rules, and the rest were improvised. And I played with my brother a little bit, and then, um, and then I said, I'm going to do it. So I bought all of the squad leader stuff. Now I'm older now. Now I'm probably around 20 in my early 20s. And yeah. then um, I bought the day I buy GI Envelope Victory uh, Advanced Squad Leader rule book hits the shelf. How many people has that happened to? Right. Yeah. And you're like, wow, wow. Because I had ordered it. They weren't carrying it. So I order it, GI Anvil of Victory. And as I go to pick it up from the hobby store, they special ordered it from me. I say, oh, you know, I buy it. And then I go to the shelf to look at what else is new and stuff. And I see Advanced Squad Leader and my heart just sank. I said, I'm going to do it, you know, but it was it was expensive even back then. You know? It was. So, uh, yeah. So I got the rule book and got that. And I used to work at a gas station, the night shift. And I just brought my rule book in with me and I just read it every night a little bit and try and process it. And I probably played for five years or something against my brother before I played anybody else. And you realize you're playing the game all wrong, like not a little wrong, but like all, (laughs) all wrong. Like, like, I don't know if you knew this, but only one player gets to fire in the prep fire phase. I'm not (laughs) sure if you're aware of stuff like that. So anyway, but, uh, but then I met Tim, and uh, when I moved down here, and then we started going to the Bitter Ender. So plug for the Bitter Ender, great run tournament. And um, uh-huh. and once you go to tournaments, you start to really learn to play. I'm not saying learn to be good, but like learn the game, learn what you're doing wrong, and learn different tricks and stuff like that. And you have a really good time. And I remember when I started going to those tournaments, you know, it, it's intimidating at first because you kind of have this feeling like everybody in there is best friends with each other and except for you, you know, and then you go and you sit down and, and you play them and they're thinking probably the exact same thing about me. And then after a while, second, third time, you realize what a swell group of people, you know, just a really, really great community. And if anybody has ever played hero clicks, you'll realize what a great group we have in ASL, you know, cause that's a whole different gang that does that apparently I've never played, but Tim has told me horror stories, you know, it's just such a good, good group of people. So yeah, that's, that's how I started. And, and then, and then, Oh, I got, I got a really quick story to tell you about, about that. So, so I'd be at kangaroo hobby and I'd be looking at all these games. And I said to myself, one day I'm going to own all of these games. Like I was, I was mad at these games. I'm going to be like, I'm going to own you. And so now, you know, for the last 20 years, I'm collecting games and Amy will be like, and my friends and my kids will be like, what do you, what do you, why do you need these games? You don't even, you know, you don't even punch half of them or read the rules or anything like that. (laughs) So, so I meet this friend of mine and he's from Nigeria. Okay. And like heavy accent, like from Nigeria, legitimately from Nigeria. And he's, and he's a prince and he has an inherent, no, I'm just joking. Anyway, so, but really he is. But really, he is from Nigeria. And I go to his house, and he has a beautiful home. He owns a trucking company. And he has a beautiful home. And a couple times I've been to his house, and we're friends with him and his wife, and my kids are friends with his kids and everything. And I start to notice something. He has a television in every single room of his house. Every room. I mean, maybe not the bathrooms, but every nook that he can fit a television in, he's got a television. Hmm. 
And I said to him, why do you have so many televisions? I swear to God, it's a true story. And he goes, Derek, when I was a small boy growing up in Nigeria, the entire village had one television. And it was on this man's property, and all the kids would run to the window, sneak up to the window, and peer over the window. Then he'd see us, and he'd chase us away. And five minutes later, we'd come back. And he said, he goes, I told myself when I was a kid, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to be rich, and I'm going to have more televisions than I can count. And then right away, I thought about it, and I said, that's me with the, with the war games, you know? I couldn't afford any of them when I was a kid. And I said, I am going to have the biggest collection, which I don't, you know, I might have, you know, 40 or 50, but, but, you know, and that I think was the obsession trying to compensate from a childhood of wanting them that bad. Yeah. So, yeah. man, well, that'll teach you to ask me a question like that. So. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and your collection should have a lot of um, resale value someday. Uh, yeah, yeah, after I'm gone. I do have, um, courtesy of Dan Dolan, I have a copy of Streets of Stalingrad that's, like, unpunched. I think it's, it, oh. I don't know if it's in shrink or not, but I know that's, that's like, one of the prized possessions. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so then, when, when, can you tell, remind me, my bad memory, uh, we met you at a tournament, isn't that correct? No, I have never met you guys. I've harassed you guys to come to Aslock almost every year since I've started going. But I think you guys stopped the year before I started. So, yeah, I yeah, don't think I've be. ever met okay. you. Yeah, yeah, I really want to want to meet you guys and hang out. But and I was supposed to. I was in um, I was in Chicago a few months ago for um for my son's hockey tournament. Oh, and uh, I was supposed to come and hang out. I sent an email and I was supposed to come and hang out. Yeah, something happened with the right. scheduling, right? Something happened with his scheduling, with his games and stuff, and it didn't work out. But I was pretty disappointed. But we did go to get to go see the U-boat. And oh, yeah. I posted, I po- yes, you've been, right? Yeah, the museum. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So we knew we were going to do that. So I pre-purchased before we left. I bought on eBay or something like that a couple of U-boat hats. Actually, I got one for one for Christmas or my birthday or something from Tim, right? Cause I love U-boats. I have, I have a periscope in my, um, in my, um, uh, game room. So I love U-boats. So we were going to see U-boat, never seen a U-boat before. So we brought our hats with us, right? So we're, we're walking around touring the U-boat with our hats on me and my son. <laughs> and you're not going to believe this. Nobody has ever showed up wearing U-boat hats to the U-boat before. Wow. Right? That's what they told no, you? Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's what they told me. Like, yeah. of course, nobody, nobody has. Nobody has. <laughs> but we got away with it. It was actually up until on um, October 31st, so it was Halloween. So everybody uh-huh. was kind of dressed up. <laughs> but we didn't realize it. We still would have made fools of ourselves, even if not. But it was a good time. Oh, yeah. really really something to see yeah pay the extra 10 bucks or whatever do the inside tour you know i mean when are you going to be in the u-boat again so. yeah yeah Pretty it's definitely cool. worth uh if you're going to be in chicago it's definitely worth the the extra time it takes to get down to the museum of science and industry and see that oh yeah oh and there's so much cool stuff there too besides oh, yeah. you know, they have a stuka they have a stuka you know yeah 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 just a great yeah. spot so you started playing ASL, uh, and then, but you know, there's there's a big difference between playing ASL and then starting to sell ASL and to open up. I mean, you, you've got quite a little business going. How did that come about? Okay, so uh, it really wasn't planned. So the the idea was I wanted. Okay, so you guys were the inspiration for uh, in a roundabout kind of way for the whole thing. So. I'll never admit that if you guys like want a royalty check or something, but okay. this is what happened. This is, this is what happened. I was, I'm listening to your podcast and you guys are talking about your, um, your, um, OBA cards, offboard artillery cards, access oh, yeah. cards. Right. Yes. Right. So, but by the time I heard it, the, the podcast, they were gone. They were no longer available. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, how, how hard can that be? So I'm going to make some cards. Well, then I started like getting crazy with it, you know, where I was making like a different set for every caliber and for every type. So rocket 80 would be different from mortar 80, which would be different from, from, uh, you know, cannon or regular uh, artillery 80. And so I, so 
I made this compilation of of the OB um, OBA cards, and yeah. then when I, then when I made them, you remember I sent you guys some, right? Yes, I, I still use yeah. yours. Uh huh. Okay. So what I did was, and I was really scared because I had never made anything like this before. You know, first I was I was worried about like copyright violations and stuff like that, but I I tried to keep it really generic, you know. So uh, so I um, I made 500 sets, and uh, and I wanted to make them nice, so I made them out of plastic. The cards are actually plastic, so they're they're indestructible. Yeah, they're they're, they're really really good quality cards, but there's a problem with them, right? So when we get them back, there was some color mismatch on the face of them between on certain ones and certain batches were better than others between the um, between the black cards and the red cards. So you could from the top side, you could kind of make out which ones were the black and the red for certain calibers and stuff. So I was a little disappointed, but I tried to fix it as best as I could by by matching up the ones that match. And then. Um, so I made 500 sets, but now I had to sell them, right? And I, I had no idea how to do that. You know, I'm a mechanic. I, I have a garage, and, you know, I don't do retail sales. So um, so I started a website to sell them. So then, then on it, like, on, and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I have friends who sell ASL stuff. Like, I really, really like Alex and Scott, and there's some, like, wonderful people. And I'm, like... I'm not trying to cut into anybody's business. And I think the, the point of reckoning was when I said, you know what? This is the best game in the world ever invented bar none. Like chess can take a backseat to this. Like this is legit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I posted on Facebook and I said, who do you buy your, where's a good place to buy your ASL stuff in the United States? You know, because I wanted to sell my cards to them, right? Yeah. And people started replying, "What stores they buy them from, both, both online and brick and mortar." Mm. And I think the list for the entire United States, 300 million people, was eight stores. Wow. Well, that is quite right? something. Yeah, that is quite something. Right now, I'm not saying there's only eight stores that sell it, right. but. This was on this was on the ASL web page of Facebook with I don't know how many people they have seven eight thousand people and they came up with a comprehensive list of eight stores yeah. and I said to myself you know am am I doing a disservice by trying to sell this product get this product out there and it started when I originally started it was much more of a uh, kind of podcast, not podcast like your podcast, but like a web, I, I'm not very savvy, but um, like a web page where it would be a, a blog. That's that's one word that I'm looking for. It was much more of a blog. I was blogging about once a week and doing a lot of replays and a lot of videos and a lot of how-tos and a lot of new products and what's in the box and stuff like that. And it was a lot less of a store. But then then it just, people would be like, hey, can you get this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I can. Hey, can you get this? And then I started getting stuff that it looked like nobody was carrying, like like Reiko and um, and like the comprehensive battle dice, like carrying them all, and you know the whole line and stuff like that. So uh, so then and and then it just grew, and you wouldn't believe it, but like the word of mouth from your show, really, I can't tell you how many different um, um, notes I got from people ordering that said I heard about you on the two half squads. Wow. Those are the people that mention you, you know, then there's all the people that don't mention you that were also directed. So it really helped. It really helped a lot. You guys were a very, very big part of my whole story. So I really appreciate that. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that impactful. Yeah. Makes me, makes me proud. Yeah. Well, you have <laughs> yeah, you a lot your last post has a ton of information on it. Um, 87 stack guards, the Croix de Guerre, the Konigsberg, you've got your YouTube stuff going on. Can you tell us about some of that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, uh, Croix de Guerre, we waited, we waited for 
ever for I don't know why I was under the impression it would be here by the end of January, but it was not. It was it was March before we got it. And then we only got half of our shipment. And I don't know I don't know how that happened. Maybe there was just a misunderstanding, but only half of it showed up and I called up and I'm like, Hey, um, how many did I order? And they told me the number. I'm like, Oh no, no, I need double that. So we had to wait another week. But everything's in now. Everything has been shipping and it is shipping. The um, and Quota Gear is incredible. I posted in '86. There's a a interview with Dan Dolan who did uh, Denant. And if you can mm-hmm. bear through the first few minutes of the interview, the audio is horrible, horrible. But it, I promise it gets better, and it is so worth it. Dan is incredible to talk to. Like just to listen to his stories. He is one of my absolute favorite people to just hang out with and just, just chat with the stories he has about Dinant, both, both to do with the war and his own personal, um, you know, uh, trips to Dinant and stuff like, and the people around there and, you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot of just anecdotal stories that are, are very interesting, but, uh, the interviews there. And, um, so Dinant is in, um, is in Croix de Guerre. And that's actually one that I would like to try. I don't do the big, campaign games i might play some of the lone campaign games or haddon and flames because they're manageable but i just my brain can't one once it gets to a certain level you know i can just hear the wires sizzling and i just can't do it anymore especially when it comes time to purchase stuff you know so uh but you know i might give that one a shot the the okay so the stack guards the stack guards the people who have used them love them a lot of people they don't um they're they're adverse to it and because it's plastic, and I get it, totally respect that, not pushing this on anybody. I can't tell you how many times really I have ruined a game for myself or for my opponent by a stack getting knocked over, like yeah. a concealed stack. Yeah, and, and like your whole defense is hinging on, on psyching him out, thinking that, you know, thinking that you got something there or him thinking those are dummies because you, you had such good fire control and you didn't fire when that guy ran out into the open. And he's like, oh, they must be dummies. And then he moves that whole stack up next to you and surprise, surprise, not dummies, you know, and that gets ruined if the stuff gets knocked over. So those who like the idea, that's, uh, I'm so happy. Those who don't like the idea, totally respect it. But like, I love the idea because I'm tired of this, you know, just knocking over knocking over my stacks or even worse, knocking over my opponent's stack. What do you do if you're in a tournament and, you know, like it's a tournament now and you knock them over, you say, sorry, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really awkward. So, you know, anyway, so, so um, my son and I came up with this idea. He got the 3d printer for, um, for his, uh, for his birthday present. And uh, he's like, what can I make? I want to make some money. I want to do something. And we're talking, well, you know, He's like, and he knows about Ritter Creek and the website. He's like, what can I make for Ritter Creek? I'm like, not much you can make for Ritter Creek out of plastic, you know? And then we came up with the idea. Tim was, you know, yelling at me for knocking over another stack. And it's like, hey, I've got this idea. And, um, and so he did it and he's selling them. And I was so happy because I said, well, you got some money now. You know, there's a little bit of a few hundred dollars that has come in. And he's like, hey, dad, can you just put that in a, a bank account for me? I'm like, heck yeah, absolutely. I'm super proud of you. So, yeah. So that's it. The stack, the stack guards, they come in a set of like, I think it's like 57 or 58 pieces. And so you have, and their height, the height is based on how big the stack is. So you'll have um, little stack guards for um, two units or three units or four units, all the way up to nine units. And you have them for, um, for vehicles and for guns, you know, which are bigger size at five feet of an inch. So you can keep them and, and you're not worried. Somebody bumps the table, nothing's getting knocked over. You know, I, I don't use them for anything but concealed guys. You know, some people are using them for, um, for bigger stacks, just for like me- a mess in Stalingrad or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm just I, like, I, yeah, I'm like, well, if they knock over, you pick them back up. It's no problem. But the concealed guys are the ones that break my heart when they get knocked over. You know? And I also like to be able to move them quicker without having to fumble fingers and have them, you know, just, especially if they're all moving up to battle, have them in yes. those containers to just get them going quickly and not, you know, have to restack them. 
all yeah, the time. Yeah, really easy to just pick it up. Um, and you can look at the bottom. There's a hole in the bottom. So you, if you forget which one's a dummy, just flip it upside down, take a look, and you can see if it's a CX there or if it's broken squad, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, ah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that. I've got... Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple sets on their way to you guys. They're being printed. Um, we're trying to catch up on the orders, and then you guys are out are out next. So oh, you'll have cool. a couple complimentary sets just to, just to toy around with and just get an opinion on. And if you don't like them, it's no worries. You know, some people some people won't, and there's no hard feeling. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great I idea. Think, I can't imagine. I don't see any reason not to like them personally, but you know. yeah. Yeah. And they're not for every situation. Like, like yeah. I was saying, um, if you have a, if you have a squad that gains concealment, you know, and he's in some isolated part of the board and he's not going to, he, he's not a dummy. Your opponent knows he's a four, six, seven or whatever he is, four, five, eight. Then you can seal him. There's no reason to use it. It's not like there's a shock that, you know, if he gets yeah. bumped, Oh wow, that's a real squad, you know, but you know, initial setup guys entering from off board, you know, somebody hiding in a building, something like that, you know, it, it makes a difference. So, yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. And so you said, uh, so a set is $24 and it's how many pieces in the set? Like 50? I think pieces? it's 50. I think it's 58 with the yeah. holder. So it comes That's with a holder great. for all the pieces. Um, so, but it, it's $24, but that kind of helps out with shipping. So if you buy more than one set, um, we take off $4. We refund $4 for every set, the extra set that you buy. So it comes out to 20 bucks, yeah. 20 bucks oh, a set. Great. So it seems like a really good yeah. value. Makes a great stocking stuffer for the wife, you know, because, you know, yes. a lot of the wives, they want, they <laughs> want that, you know, so, and to hell with the earrings. You know, yeah. Stocking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else? Now, what else is new? You also post, uh, you post on YouTube a lot now. Yeah. Uh, yes. With Amy. Do you ever watch those? She cracks me up. She's, she's hilarious. So Wait, we'll do is, a what's in the box. Yeah. Amy is your daughter? Sorry? No. Oh, it's wow. your girlfriend. Wow. You just made me, yeah. Wow. You just made me feel a little old there. Um, not that she doesn't remind me of that all the time. Yeah. She's no, about I, seven been, years, seven I haven't, years younger I haven't than me, seen. But, I haven't seen one with her in it though. Okay. All right. Look, like, look for the one, look for the one where, where we're actually playing. That that's pretty funny because she gets she gets really upset at my flamethrower. So which she ends up it's not in the video, but she ends up taking out my squad, uh, forcing them to surrender, and um, and taking my flamethrower and using it against me. So so uh, but at the time that we're filming, she does not like my flamethrower, and it's kind of comical the way she addresses it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, I have I, not, I have I not did, watched any of those, so I'll no, definitely I did, be doing okay. that. I did well, they're that. not good. None Quite of my a, videos are good. They're horrible quality. So, you know, just take that with a grain of salt. So, yeah. yeah. Our first attempt, our first attempt at playing, we've only played really one time, but our first attempt was um, she was really enthusiastic about it. And I was like, I, you know, I just don't know if this is for you. You know, she's like, why? You know, like, and she's a smart girl, really brilliant girl, you know, validatory and all that. And, um, and uh, she's like, no, I can do this. And it was really, it was, it was two weeks before our last tournament that, that we hold the Iron Crosses tournament. And, um, and uh, she's like, uh, okay, I got a plan. We got two weeks for you to teach me this. And then I'm going to win the tournament. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't baby, it doesn't exactly work that way. You know, it's just like, okay, okay, just, just show me, just show me. So I set up a game and I think it was a starter kit game. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, come on, let's go this play. And she's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she comes from the kitchen and she's got a plate of cheesy bread. And I'm like, can I swear on this show? Or, no, or, I can't. Right. No. Okay. Okay. All right. No, no worries. No worries. Can I use the letter involved? Yes. <laughs> okay, awesome. So I go, I go, hey, honey, um, I'm really excited we're playing, but you can't bring cheesy bread to the ASL table. <laughs> and she goes, she looks at me and like, she just like all expression gone. She just goes, F your stupid game. <laughs> and she gets up and she walks away. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was it for about another six months. And then, and then I finally, you know, convince her to try it again so 
when she got up to and left the game, did she take the cheesy bread with her? Oh yeah, yeah, she did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, she wasn't gonna share that anymore. Yeah. Oh no, that yeah. probably lasted. That probably lasted a couple of days. You know, yeah. that, you know, you could feel the cheesy bread incident. <laughs> you know, in the house. <laughs> ah, the cheesy bread incident. We knew it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and uh, Konigsberg. Just a little push for Konigsberg. Everything George makes, I love. Um, we, yeah, Konigsberg. we did review it on the previous show and it's oh um, you did amazing yeah map is amazing oh, yeah um, it is unbelievable so so quick story i'm playing um i'm playing dave reenstra if you ever get a chance to play dave reenstra what a fantastic person like player excellent player way out of my out of my league but just a fantastic human being just love the guy Anyway, we're playing, and I think it's the first time we've ever played. We're at Winter Offensive, and we're playing. And we decided he was the uh, he was the, he was the German. I was the Russian, and we decided before starting it was absolutely impossible for the Germans to win his side to win. It, it was just it was a flaw in the scenario. You know? And then we started playing it anyway, and within a turn we realized it was absolutely impossible for the Russian to win. You know, so it, it had flip-flopped one of these Konigsberg scenarios. And then it ended up going down to the last turn, and I had to rubble a bill. It was just so much fun. But, you're bo- you know, you know what's a good scenario? When both of you are convinced there's no way either one of you can win. You know, it was just, it was just that good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, it was the big one. It was, uh, I think, scenario number one from it. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. No, no, no. It was a smaller one. It was small. I played the big one afterwards with Tim, but it was just wonderful scenario pack and campaign. I'd like to try the campaign game on that. Not too big. Yeah. Do you have room to set up something like that and leave it up for a long period? Yeah. So I, I have this bonus room upstairs and uh, now that the kids are, are older, um, they don't use it anymore. So I kind of took that over. We had some, some whole living arrangement situation, um, going on. So I lost my game room and had to make it a bedroom. So the bonus room, when they stopped using that, I turned that into a, a really big game room. So yeah, I can oh, leave nice. that set up. Yeah. 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 I think Konigsberg had that really big, uh, 15 turn game. I think yes. Jeff, didn't it? Yeah, that I said like, okay, this is my next four player game. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's scenario number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I think I'll dive into that one whenever I have time. Have, <laughs> yep. You are gonna have a blast. That's the one that, that Tim and I started. We only got about a turn in and something happened. We had to clean it up. But it was it was a lot like a a lot of fun and a lot to manage and tons of minefield and wire and traps and you know the germans really do a lot with very very little you know so it's a good time what else have you got uh that's really been that you've been waiting for for a while it's hot on the website now um to play so i want to play soul soul i think is one of the best products ever made first of all it's andy hershey right and and lft producing it so but andy hershey um did the design and when you really think about it so so i was kind of like on two minds about about soul and the reason why was you don't have everybody a lot of people you know some people i don't know a lot of people i don't know the numbers but some people feel that asl is a world war ii only game and i get it you know no problem but then you have some people who are like you know what We've done 6,000 scenarios with, with World War II. Let's try something different. And I get that too, you know? So when, so when Korea came out or, you know, it, I'm, I'm not sure how popular it was, but I, at the tournaments and stuff, I don't see a lot of it being played. And so I fooled myself into thinking that's because it's not popular. But what I really think, the reason it doesn't get played as you know, as much as it should, is there's just not a lot of material out there on it. So there's just not you, you know you have six or yes. seven thousand World War II scenarios and you have twelve Korea scenarios. And I'm making those numbers up. I don't know the real numbers, but we know it's something in that ballpark. So then Seoul comes Seoul comes along, 
And um, I'm talking with Xavier, and he's like, hey, you know, there's going to be the production run for for uh, Soul. And, and I'm thinking in my head, I think that might be too much. I just don't know if Korea is that popular. And then when it arrives, it it blow I mean it just blows out of the off the shelves you know just gone and I'm like what the heck just happened here and so you know we're rushing in new orders and we're out of stock and everybody's out of stock and then I realized you know if you do like Korea you're gonna buy like if you like World War II or you like ASL and something new comes out from this company or that company you'll be like eh you know what I got enough to play right now I spent enough money right now you know, I got, I got so much I got to catch up on, you know, so maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I won't buy it. But if you like Korea, you got to buy it. It's, it's like, not only is it a phenomenal product, right? It's got two campaign games in it and, uh, and tons of new units and rules and just tons of scenarios. I forget how many scenarios. And, but if you want to play Korea, there it is, you know, there it is. Cause the original module, I could be wrong on this. But had eight scenarios. I think you're now right. You have, it was limited. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not a ton, right? right? Then you have a couple that popped up in in Winter Offensives, maybe in a journal. I, I don't remember. I but saw it's just yeah. not a lot. But now you have two campaign games and a ton of scenarios and a bunch of new counters and and it's all in one package. And then I'm like, of course that's going to sell well. What, what, what was I thinking? You know, so yeah, it it did really well. I would love to play it, but again, I don't really read rules, so I'm waiting for somebody to to teach me. And Gary Gary Bartlett did. We were at Aslock last year, I think, or the year before, and uh, and we played a Korean scenario. And I wish we had played something a little different because the one he chose, uh, the the Korean units were uh, Russian. And I wanted something a little different, you know, mm. some some something specific. They were they were using the Russian counters and they acted just like Russian. So I wanted something specific to that theater. So I think we just chose wrong as far as the scenario goes to get the full flavor of it. But um, but with Soul, I think I think we could do that. But again, I need somebody to show me. So um, so yeah, that was it. I really really like that. You know, another another wonderful one. I just want to make a plug for is LFT fourteen with the, the Italian module. Wow. That's all I want to say. That is, that is the bomb. That is possibly the best, the best product I've seen in, you know, bang for your buck was just incredible Had 32 scenarios had, you know, the full um, counters to play all 32 scenarios and uh, just tons of articles and stuff. That was a really good product, but yeah, that's about, that's about on my list. Um, that's it from my list. Uh, is there anything I'm leaving out right now? Onslaught to Orsha. I'm playing that right now with Tim. Ah, setting up the big one. Yeah. We're setting good. up the big one. So, uh, yeah, that looks really good again. You know, sometimes it takes a reprint to remember how good some of the old stuff was, you know? So. Yeah. The Onslaught to Orsha too. My copy arrived from Sam just today. Yeah. Oh. So. Um, I'll have we'll be digging into that on the show after. Well, I guess there'll be two shows from now from this interview. But what's the big one in there? Can you describe it for me? I haven't seen it. Okay, so I uh, if you said the name of it, I will remember. It's not that long in turns, but um, but there is a ton of stuff. There's probably about twenty something German squads. And okay, so I'm setting up as a German, so I haven't really analyzed the Russian side. So there's probably twenty something German squads, two heavy, uh, three heavy machine guns, four medium machine guns, I think six or seven pillboxes, um, uh, six uh, ditches, anti-tank ditches, twenty-five trenches. So the whole thing is going to be a fortress. And then minefields and and uh, anti-tank guns and. Uh, flak guns and and anti-aircraft guns i mean i know a flak is anti-aircraft but i mean like um 20 millimeters you have the uh you have the uh four barrels 20 millimeter in it so on to panzer shrek stugs uh rhinoceroses just tons of fun fun toys and then of course the russians i'm sure i haven't looked at it but i'm sure they get their 
their um, minesweepers, their um, uh, the flail tanks, you know, and uh, their flamethrower tanks and a ton of infantry. Oh, oh, and aircraft. The the uh, the Germans get the uh, Stukas with the uh, 37 millimeters under the wings and oh, uh, yeah. and and a measurement too. So there's going to be there's going to be a lot of smoke on the field by the time we're done. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I am too. So we'll be popping this open again and, and getting, digging into it again. Jeff has been playing some of these with Rich. Jeff's already been playing those? From no, the, we are oh, uh, scheduled to play those, but we haven't started oh, yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I think you'll like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. And then there's uh, – it's amazing how much stuff has come out in the last year and then how much more yeah, stuff just, is scheduled to come out. It's just well, is, kind is, of blowing this, my mind. Is Deluxe out now it, too, I see on your site? Oh yeah, Deluxe is out too, and we were playing a bunch of that for the last month. I'm teaching a new guy who's local to Winston Salem, and um, and we're playing nothing but Deluxe because I think he, you know, it's a little bit easier for, you know, without the stacking and line of sight and stuff like that. But I was also playing Tim a bunch of Deluxe ones. I forgot how much I love those. You know, those are just a blast too. But you just said a bunch of stuff. What else is coming out now? What's what's in the pipeline? I'm trying to think because I know we just had, you know, just a, a plethora, yeah, of yeah of stuff. Well, the uh, for oh, King well, and Country oh, print is coming up, isn't it? That's oh, not that's out right. Yet, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, it's not out yet. No, I, I guess it's within the year it's supposed to be out. Yeah. So that that's that's gonna be re- okay. So I ruined my copy. So I'm playing against uh, Bill Cirillo. You guys no. know Bill? Yeah. Okay, good. Playing against Bill Cirillo, we're play testing for Fest on Budapest. This is, I don't know how many years ago, but um, we're at Gamers Armory and we're play testing the three player scenario for Fest. Nothing to do with this, but uh, for, uh, for the best time I've ever had in my life, like the best time ever playing this three player scenario. I don't know what it was, it was not ASL. But it was the most fun I have ever had in my life. We were laughing so hard, making deals with each other and, you know, stabbing each other in the back. It was like ASL meets uh, meets diplomacy or mm. ASL meets uh, lifeboat, you know, absolute yeah. treachery. I have never laughed so hard in my life. But we're using Bill's counters and Bill's counters are sprayed. Have you ever seen Bill's counters? They are the prettiest thing you have ever ever seen in your life. They're, they're prettier than, you know, Miss America. They're just gorgeous. There's not a stain or perfectly clipped and everything. So I go, I'm going to do that. So I get my copy of King and Country and I spray them. Well, I don't know. You have to be really careful with the humidity. Mm. So I might as well have just poured corn syrup on them. They, uh. were, <laughs> they are still so sticky to this day. You know, and so I'm waiting for a new copy of uh, of her King and Country to come out, and, and then I'll just I'll just junk that one. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a cast, that, do you? I seal coated my counters in the early days. We talked about it in the real early shows of the podcast with a clear acrylic spray. Yeah, um, and now, of course, with all the new stuff coming out, I figure I, there's no way I'm going to wear them out with the little time i have left on this planet <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know you know you might if as long as the quarantine continues you might get in like a game a day for the next two years you know yeah. you yeah. might wear them out after all yeah, yeah. well it looks like our time's getting uh filling up jeff do you think we should wrap it up or yeah i think we could uh, i think that's a show derek if you've got anything else you want to push uh from your website i know because you i people should definitely go to the website because you yeah, free shipping the products you yeah. offer it's a great looking website and you've got all the you, asl though the wooden gaming stuff which is which is really cool the 3d maps or do you do you have the 3d asl maps like in stock is that something you stock yeah no no okay no, so no, they kind of come and those, go okay okay i i know i know we're getting off the phone um but I just want to tell you about the wooden stuff this is how it started. All the wooden stuff was done 
um, as projects, as hobbies for um, gifts to friends. Yeah. And, you know, I just give them away. I'd never charge anything for them. And then, then everybody's like, you should do this. You should sell these. You should sell these. Hey, can yeah. you make me one? And, and so I started doing it and that killed it. It just destroyed it for me. I don't enjoy oh. it anymore. Uh-huh. I don't, okay. I, I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I have, um, I have, I have probably six or eight dice towers that are 90% done. I have four of the map cases that are, you know, the big ammo boxes that are 80% done, just need hinges and trim. And, um, and I just have no motivation to do it anymore because I just want to give them to friends. And, um, I made one of the big tabletop, the tabletop ones that hold the, uh, the maps and all your Rakos and everything. And I brought it up brand new and I brought it up to, um, winter offensive and when i was there i was having breakfast with dan dan dolan and i was just like hey come here for a second and i brought him over and i'm like i just want you to have this you know and i just gave it to him but if somebody had placed that order it would be like a year and a half you know i just i just don't want to do it for money you know? yeah that's fine so, so yeah so i'm not i'm not really making any of the wooden stuff much anymore you know i'll do it on a whim a little bit but yeah. uh but that's about it now, what about the, yeah. uh, you've got a coming soon area in that same menu that mentions yeah. sniper cards and reference ecological condition cards and specific right. cards, et cetera. Is that stuff? How's so, what's going on with so that stuff? So the plan, the plan with the sniper cards are that's next on the list and I just got to get motivated to do it and they will be plastic too. And, um, like plasticized. I don't want to call them plastic. They're not plastic cards, but they're plastic coated. So you could, yeah. you could, you know, dip it in your beer and nothing will happen to it. You know, I, I've never like, I don't know what to compare it to really, you know, cause it's not hard, like a room key card, no. but it's, it's soft, but much thicker than, uh, than a playing card, than a plastic playing card. So we'll just call it that. But uh, yeah, sniper cards are next. And what I plan to do, a ton of people are asking me for OBA cards. And um, of course they're sold out. I don't have any more. And the, the, one of the problems with ASL is you can't, um, you can't do another production run, you know, because you have, you, you make 500 and they sell out and then you have 10 people who are very, 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 very vocal about the demand. So you make another 500 and you sell, sell 10 copies, yeah. you know, and you're stuck with 490. Yeah. So what yeah. my plan was, what my plan was, was to make um, the sniper cards and not put the 262 OBA cards in that kit, but put maybe a 30 card set or something that's much more generic, kind of like the cards you used to make, you know, where it's not differentiated by each different type, but you know, you might have a nationality set or something like that. You know, you might have a German, a Russian, an American set, you know, thrown in there or yeah, it's uh, something, I don't know, but, but get some OBA cards there so that, the people who are asking for OBA cards have something to play with, you know, and, and then the sniper cards will be sniper and ELR and they'll just, they're, they're completely useless. There's no, there's no need for them whatsoever. They're just, they're just a trinket, you know, to put on the board to remind you what your sniper numbers are. Sure. And your, when, what your ELR are, but they'll, they'll have some cool, um, cool graphics and, you know, stuff like that. And neat picture of a, of a partisan sniper for the partisan one. And there's going to be one for every number. So, you know, there'll be a sniper five for the Romanians. And then that'll be different from the sniper four for the Romanians, you know, a different, you know, image. And, um, and so there'll be one, the idea is there'll be a one card for each number for each nationality. So it'll be, it'll be a pretty hefty set and, you know, not needed, but you know, when you run out of other stuff to buy, you know, Dave and I need them just to remind ourselves to put the snipers out on the board because we did have that occasion once where well, I think we were in about turn two and we were like, well, this is going along really well, but aren't we, are we, I don't know, we're missing something. <laughs> Oops. I don't know what happened yeah. with that night, Dave. I, if, we, if we had dipped into the, the liquor locker uh, too early or something, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sometimes I prefer no snipers. So, yeah. yeah, and it was the one we played. We recounted on one of the shows. We totally played it wrong, and we sat there and we were so shocked. How could we have done that after having played hundreds of games? Yeah, <laughs> the right yeah. way. That's crazy. Oh yeah, very funny. So anyway, yeah. Derek, uh, 
we are going to wrap up the show and we really appreciate you taking the time especially yeah. the crazy conditions that are going on right now glad we got this in the can and because uh, i know people will be very interested in hearing what you have to say gentlemen it was such a pleasure to finally talk to you guys you guys have made all my cards up to Aslock. Like, that's what I listened to the entire way up, the entire way back. And um, you guys just become friends without you even knowing it. You know, really, really yeah, I value you. everything you do. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your show. Yeah. All right. You, you're welcome. Good luck so, to you. And we'll, we'll be in touch. And uh, I think we're going to wrap that sh the show up. And so, Derek, maybe you could accompany us as we... Say yeah, sign words. Yep, ready. Remember to yeah. roll low and rally low well. and rally well, but not, but not when, when you're playing, playing us. Playing. Yeah. Okay. I'm right. sorry I went a little quick there. That's okay. That's okay. Thanks so much, Derek. <laughs> bye bye. Right. Good night, Take guys. Care. Bye, Be everybody. Safe. Bye. See you next show.